Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Tuesday Night Live, the midweek Bible study for Bright Temple Church of God in Christ. I pray that each of you are blessed on this evening, and if you will, let me pray with you. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this evening, for this day, for your people, for this time to share in your word. Lord, allow our hearts and our minds and our spirits to be open and receptive to this moment. The Lord, don't allow any of us to leave this moment unchanged. In Jesus' name, amen, and God bless you. I pray that you will venture with us into the word of the Lord. We're going to be looking at a couple of verses on tonight and sharing with you what God has given us. If you'll first look with us at 3 John 2, 3 John 2 reads, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. And then if you'll look again with us into Matthew 16 and 26, it reads, For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? I want to talk to you for a few moments about how we need to keep our mind focused, keeping our mind and our mindset focused on God. Thinking about how we focus our mind, we need to consider what is what are our priorities. Sometimes mindset is just a matter of us managing, properly managing our priorities. Here in our text, it's making us clear what God's priority for us is. He wants us to prosper. It is important for him. It is important to us that we prosper. But above and beyond prospering, he wants to make sure that our soul prospers, that our soul is in alignment with God, that we are in in our priorities. We are prioritizing God above all things. What he's saying there is that, yes, God does not. It is not God's desire that we all be broke or lacking. Our Bible says the opposite. My God shall supply all our need according to his riches and glory. It's his good. It is it is the father's pleasure uh, to give unto his children. That, that's what the Bible continuously tells us. But what it also reminds us is that he desires that our soul be aligned with him, even above those other things. And if that means sometimes we might go lacking in an area. If it is required for us to keep our soul in line in sharing that, what I mean is it's sometimes it's the opposite of Job. On Sunday, we shared that the devil had a simple plan for Job. He had told God that, yes, Job serves you and he loves you. But does he do it for no reason? He serves you and he loves you because he has so many things because you have blessed him with so much. And what God was what what the devil was saying to God was, if you took some of those things, then he wouldn't serve you the way that he does. He wouldn't love you the way that he does. He would not be as faithful to you as he is. And of course, we many of us know the story of Job. The opposite was true. Even after the devil snatched everything that he could and even touched his body and took his children and having even had his wife turned against him. Job had the mindset, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. All my appointed time, I'm going to wait until my change comes. Job was committed. He was committed to God in all things. It did not matter how much he had or how much he lacked. He was committed to serve God no matter what his circumstances were. 
That was the same mindset of Paul. Paul said, if I'm a, if I'm a, a, if I'm a base, he said, if I'm low or if I'm high, he said, I've learned to be content in all things. That was the mindset that Paul had. That was the mindset that Job had. And I, I dare say that's the mindset that God wants us to have. It's more important to God that we have the mindset of Paul than to have the things that Job had. I'll say that again. It is more important to God that we have the mindset that Paul had instead of considering all the things that Job had. Job had those things and God was not affronted by those things because Job didn't allow those things to change his mindset. And if we're honest with ourselves, some of us, if we were to get a certain amount, acquire a certain amount of things or a certain amount of wealth, if we had a certain financial status or some, some of you may desire to be famous and wealthy and live a luxurious lifestyle, uh, the, Jesus comes to remind us that he said it's harder for, it's easier for the camel to go through the eye of a needle than for the rich man to go into heaven. What he's saying that is nothing wrong with being rich. There's nothing wrong with that person. But what happens is sometimes the priorities change and it impacts the mindset. When that mindset is impacted, sometimes you begin to trust in the things that you have. You trust in your wealth. You trust in your success. You trust in your job. You trust in the market. You trust in everything but God. And what God desires is that regardless of what we have, we do not allow it to change our mindset, our mindset of humility, our, our mindset of understanding the importance of God's grace, our mindset of knowing that all that we need is in Jesus, that he satisfies all of our needs and, and we find our joy in him. When our mindset moves from that, that's when God is troubled. That's why when God is concerned that us having things may get in the way of having a mindset that keeps us close to him. On the other side, sometimes it's the other way. Sometimes the devil, he, I think he's learned even the, the lesson of Job that sometimes in manipulating things is not just taking away, but sometimes it's giving things. He thought that he took Job's things away that, that Job would not serve him. But sometimes it's a matter. It's the opposite. Sometimes the devil doesn't mind you acquiring things if he knows that's going to negatively impact your mindset, if it's going to change your priorities, if you're going to prioritize those things over your relationship with God. My relationship with God should be the most important things at thing at all times. And I never should allow anything that I acquire, anything that I have <laughs> To, to change that that mindset. Fred Hammond put it this way. He said, everything that I've obtained and all that I, I know, I give it away just to know you, Lord. He's saying the same thing that Paul said. He said, anything that I have, I count it all but dung for the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ. He's saying, my mindset is important to me. My relationship with God is prioritized over all things. Considering that, we consider that our second scripture on tonight that, that, that talks about that, that addresses that. He says, for what does it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? When reading these scriptures together, he's talking about us compromising our soul for the sake of things. Because God is saying, I want you to prosper as your soul prospers. What God is saying is I will not exchange things for your soul. I will not trade you things for your soul. 
And if many of us were honest, some of us, maybe even if we in a weak moment, we would accept things for the sake of compromising our soul, compromising our relationship with God. Because things, they feel good. Having wealth and, and much and having luxury, it, it, it may feel good, but it has the ability to impact or negatively impact your mindset. It reminds me of the story that the Jesus was talking about the man who, who had so much, uh, such of a harvest, he had a large harvest. And the man said, because of this great harvest, he said, well, why don't I, instead of trying to give away what I have, he said, why don't I just build bigger barns and I'll store all of the things that I have harvested in these larger barns. He said, I'll eat, I'll drink, and I will be merry. I won't have to work hard. I won't have to strive as hard. I'll just lay back, kick back, and I'll be merry and satiated and satisfied by the things that I have. In other words, his wealth had impacted his mindset. Remember the rich young ruler that came to Jesus? He came to Jesus and he said, Lord, what, what shall I do to enter into the kingdom of heaven? And, and Jesus said, well, you know, love the Lord thy God with all our heart, with all our mind and our soul. And, you know, he was telling him those things. The rich ruler said, well, I, I've done all of those things since I was a young man, since I was a youth. And then Jesus says, he, did, he said, well, you lack one more thing. He said, he said, I want you to take all that I possess and give it to the poor. And the young man, when he began to consider his wealth and he would consider, consider all the things that he had, he walked away with his head down. He was frustrated. He was disturbed, but he was unwilling to make such a sacrifice. I don't know what Jesus was saying in that moment. I don't know if he actually would have required the man to give up his things. But I think the point that Jesus was making is that your priorities are not yet where they need to be. It's okay to possess wealth. It's okay to possess things. All of us do. In and of itself, it's not evil. The evilness comes in when we allow our our desire for those things or we put those things and we misprioritize those things. Because it's not, the, it's not money that is the root of all evil. It is the love of money. I say it is the pursuit of money. Even in this context, we might say it's the mindset that money is more important than everything else that causes us to be in a bad place, that causes us to get out of relationship with God because we don't properly prioritize things. And I hope that, that, we, that you take a look at that. Because in the Bible, sometimes we laugh at people. We're like, how do you serve these idols, these these graven images, these idols that you set up? And sometimes we laugh at those people who were serving idols and we think they're silly. But we make idols in our own heart out of things. They may not be graven images that look like a man or a beast or some type of animal or even insect. But rather these idols that we make in our heart or out of the things that keep us out of having a relationship with God. Those things that keep us and prevent us from having a relationship with God. Maybe it's our, maybe it's our phones. Uh, maybe, maybe it's our uh, desire. Maybe it's our, even our hobbies. So maybe our hobbies 
have come out of priorities. I, I, I am a person who encourages hobbies. I think hobbies are a good thing, but sometimes we can just misprioritize the hobbies. It's great to have a hobby if you want to if you want to be be a hobbyist and whatever you do, uh, if you want to be a, a golfer, you want to play tennis, whatever it is your hobby is, you know, you should you're not going to go out and be participate in your hobby and miss work because you understand work is a priority. The same can be with God. We can call some of our hobbies and some of the things that we do, watching, binge watching television. We can cause it to interfere with our relationship with God because our true priority is the thing that you spend the most time doing. That's our, that's our true priority. The thing that you spend the most time doing. And I, I, I've covered this before and I'll, 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 I'll meet you halfway. I'm not talking about work. We have to work. God understands what work is. He understands the necessity of work to come meet our needs. But if you're working 40 hours, 40 hours a week, what are you doing with the other hours of the week? How are you spending those hours and how you're spending those hours is a good indication of what is the priority in your life? What is most important to you? And it's, it's good every once in a while to reassess those priorities. I'll tell you something that uh, our phones do now for us. And uh, it's, it's interesting to me. Sometimes I'll look at my phone and it'll give you an update on how much time you spent on the phone. Sometimes I look at that and you know what your phone is doing? Your phone is kind of letting you know what your priorities are. You grab somebody's phone and you you look at how they spend their time on their phone and how much time they spend on it. Sometimes you can assess their priorities. One of the things that I always look for is that I I have a uh, pro a Bible program that I look that I listen to um, that I stream, and then I also my the, the Bible itself on my phone. I try to spend a lot of time reading Scripture there, and any time that it gives me my update for the week, I'm always happy. A little sense of satisfaction when I see that uh, the the Bible, um, the Bible podcast that I listen, that it's high on the list, or if the Bible itself, the Bible app, uh, I expect it to be high on the list. And when I see that, that helps me feel like I'm properly prioritizing the things in my life. I need to spend more time reading God's word. I need to spend more time in devotion because how I spend my time is a true indication of what my priorities are. I go back to the word when we can talking about these priorities. What beloved, I wish that you might prosper and be in health, even as your souls prosper. And then what shall a man give in exchange? If a man shall gain the whole world and lose his soul, if we enjoy and are gratified by the hobbies of this world, by all the things this world has to offer, it's not, it's not, it's not evil to enjoy some of what the world offers, but if that becomes everything, if that becomes our priority, are we exchanging our soul for things? Are we giving up our soul or trying to exchange our soul for things? And sometimes we might get frustrated with God because God will not make that trade. God is saying, I am not going to be in a position where I give you so many things that it separates you from me. 
Paul says, what shall separate us from the love of God? Shall height or depth or things present or things to come or, you know, or any other creature? Shall it separate us from the love of God? What he's saying there is that God is coming after us and there is nothing that will separate us from his love unless we put something in place. Unless we erect something, if we erect an idol in our heart, if we cause priorities to come before him. That's the only thing that can we we can put in our hearts to separate us from God. Because God has no intention. He has no desire for anything to exist that keeps him from us. God wants there to be no barriers, no walls between us and him. In fact, he actively desires to tear down those walls. And sometimes those walls are things that we build of ourselves. There are things that we construct that he's trying to tear down. He wants to tear those things down because he wants to make sure that there is nothing between him and us. So I pray that as you prioritize on this week for the remainder, don't allow anything to come between you and God. Make sure that God is your true priority. There is nothing in this world that is good enough to separate us from him. Nothing that is worth, that is valuable enough that we should allow to keep between us and and our best relationship with God. Hope you prioritize him this weekend. Let me pray with you quickly. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this lesson, for this reminder to Lord, to keep our soul first to not allow things to get in the way. But Lord, in everything that we do, we keep you first, that our relationship with you might be our priority. And Lord, help us, help us to be more consecrated in how we spend our time so that we prioritize you over everything. And Lord, let us be reminded that if we are in your presence and the closer we are to you, Lord, we shall have need of nothing for you shall supply all our needs. In Christ's name we pray, amen, and God bless you. Pray that you are blessed by the word that you heard on tonight, and I pray that you will continue to lift Jesus up in your heart, lift God up in your priorities. Don't allow, it's okay to enjoy life, and it's okay to have things and enjoy things, but never allow them to get in the way of your relationship with God. Don't be like that rich young ruler. Don't walk away from God. Because I know for a fact that he would never, ever walk away from you. Be blessed is my prayer. I hope and pray that each of you were touched and inspired by our service today. If you wish to partner with us, you can do so by Giveify. Download the app on Apple Store or Google Play and search for Bright Temple. If you wish to partner with us on Cash App, Just look for Bright Temple in the two line. And in the four line, tell us the purpose of your gift. If you would rather mail your gift, you can mail us at Bright Temple, Post Office Box 453, Shelbyville, Tennessee, 37162. Thanks in advance for your generosity, and we pray God's blessings on you and your gift.